This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. I didn't have a microphone. <laughs> Johnny just thinks he can talk to the air. Just you will all come to it. Works. Cliffcentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle, and Tamar is in the studio Amen. with me. <laughs> and a very special guest from Melbourne in Australia, Elise. Good morning. Good morning, lovely people. How are you, Jondi? How are you, Tamar? Well, it's good. It's good afternoon, yeah. evening for you. It's evening for me, yes. Yeah, but yeah. same day, that always helps. Lovely to be here. It's such a pleasure to have this opportunity to talk with you both. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We're really Thank looking you. forward to, to this. Um, so, this is cliffcentral.com. It is unradio. It is unscripted. And I'm sure this morning it is most definitely uncensored. So WhatsApp your questions, 79 So from Australia, it would be really cool to have yes. our listeners voting for Australia. Well, we have quite a lot of listeners in Australia. <laughs> definitely. That All was around. the shocking. Yes. Maybe. Was it you? Did you tell everybody to listen? Me? Yeah. We've had, <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. We've had quite a flurry of, of interest Maybe from Maybe the heavens us. are listening to us. Yeah, we've had quite a flurry of interest from Australia this week. But a lot of our listeners are there, which is really, really That's cool. Awesome. And one of my absolutely favorite and most beautiful places in the world is there, Byron Bay. Yes, Byron's magical. But you have amazing country as well. Like I actually spent some time in South Africa this year and I must say the beaches were spectacular, but definitely the coldest I've ever swam in. That's some, that's some <laughs> serious cold ocean you've got there. Uh, were you in Cape Town? I was in Cape Town, yes. Absolutely. So when we do some of the retreats that we do up in Mozambique, um, combined with the dolphin swimming, that's on the other coast and the water there is... 28, 29 degrees. So that's. Oh, stop it. Then you can spend a long time in the water there. So. That sounds beautiful. What a great place to have retreats. Yeah. So let us do this first. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Kalipa GM. Today's dirty dictionary word is. Tomophilia. Dirty Dictionary Word. Tomophilia. What do you think Tomophilia is? WhatsApp us, 79 Tamar, any ideas? So basically it starts with my name. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, like, you know, Tomophilia. So whoever loves Tamar, it's, that's is for it me. Tomophilia. Tomophilia, yeah, because in Hebrew it sounds more like Tamar, so. Yeah, okay. it's whoever likes tomorrow. Okay, you are so far off. No, John track. T. In it's my world, in my world, I'm so right. Okay, <laughs> I'm not debating that one. Elise, any idea what a tomophiliac is? Tomophiliac. This is really intense. Yeah. I guess it's tricky. I don't know the spelling. I'm only going by the pronunciation, right? So tomo. T i m. Theliac. T oh timo. Okay. G-I-M-O. Oh, hopefully it's not anything that has to do with medical conditions. No. I, <laughs> I wish I knew. I'm not even going to take a guess. I cannot even take an educated guess at that. Please educate me. I am open and ready to learn. Okay. How open? That's no, just sorry. I went. I went. <laughs> as, as open as a book can be, darling. Okay, that's great. Okay. Thank you. You know that you're opening yourself up for a world of trouble there with, with that kind of answer. <laughs> I feel safe over this side of the world, so I, I feel I feel I'm okay. We're only going to insert. We're only going to insert good things with lots of lube. We promise. <laughs> I thought I'd say lots of love. No, no, Take lots of option. lube, darling. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's only good intentions and good love. That's that's a given. 
That's a yeah. given. I love that. Love that. So please, let's find out. Tell me yes. what it is. So mm. you're going to have to stick around and wait a little bit. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. I can do that. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us exactly what it is that you do, because you and I work in some very similar fields, and it's just yeah. this wonderful, wonderful overlap. And your journey of, of getting to this, how did you come to work in the field of sacred sexuality? It's such a long journey and I guess I came from a very different background which was modelling and international foreign correspondent journalism. So different. Neither of them actually nourished my soul or felt like I was able to really be of service. It didn't seem to have the same purpose for me. So I eventually found myself hungry and at a crossroads and ready for more. So I went back and studied. I got my Masters in Communications and Cultural Politics and Women's Studies. I went back and studied Tantra which is the merging and blending of sacred sexuality with spirituality. I went and got my Reiki masters and and all the other pieces of paper and eventually created what's now known as my business, which is Stella Muse, where I blend what I call is sacred guidance. It's kind of like psychology for the soul. Mm. So instead of just working on the mind, it's combining the body, the heart, the emotions, the mental plane, but also with a a really strong pursuit for raising consciousness. Mm. And for me, when we also look at the side of sexuality, while it can be pleasurable and fun and juicy and we can look at how to have an orgasm or even how to have multiple orgasms, and that's totally cool, and I can assist with that, my real passion is to get people from just staying in that, let's say, the animal nature of that kind of sex Mm. to actually merging and blending heart, love, connection, real intimacy. And this can be with yourself or with Mm. your current or future beloved. It's really a lifestyle. So I like to blend the sacred guidance work I do with the tantric work and then with the healing work. So we've got a a holistic package really, which to me is a way of life. And this is how I like to show up in life. It's not kind of like something you try on just for the weekend or a nine to five spiritual job. It's my way of life. And I believe if we all took just a little piece from being able to blend down many facets. We wouldn't be so addicted to things that don't serve us. We wouldn't mm. be so narrow-minded. We also wouldn't be so cut off from each other. Yeah. Mm. So, and that's, that's just a part of it. There's many facets, of course, but yeah, that's a little taste, I suppose. Okay. That's really interesting, and there's there's a couple of things there that I really love. One thing that jumps up, which is fascinating, and I've been having a big debate with myself on how to write. Um, the piece about this that I'm playing with, which is on a workshop a little while ago when we were doing a very gentle massage process and somebody stood up and she said her body is sacred and she didn't want Mm. to engage in the process because of that. And there's a part of me that gets that, but the other part of me realized how much we often use spirituality as a means of separating ourselves rather than connecting. Mm. Yeah, I hear you. That's what jumped up at me from that. That, And I get what Uh, she says. I get where she's coming from. But I think we've kind of gotten into this place of of almost a spiritual separation mm, and a disconnect. That's cool to say. More than the idea of that's the connection. Mm. And for me, more and more, Okay, now I think I'm getting more of what it is. When heart becomes the entry point to sex and to sensuality, that's where everything changes. Mm. I believe the heart can be, I guess, a pathway, a door, like you said, Um, maybe to sensuality. I guess sensuality, it's been so misconstrued in the the Western world. It's heart. Like, I hear what you're coming from. I think most people don't get that. But... Mm. From what this lady shared with you, I feel from her perspective, perhaps, number one, there could be trauma there. There could be a disconnect within her. It might be a boundaries thing. So she might have just had to voice her truth in that moment to keep her power because perhaps it's been taken from her or she's given it away too many times. So that could could be part of Mm. it. From a general perspective, some people still find it challenging to merge sacred sexuality with spirituality, Mm. Uh, especially if there isn't trust there. We often you know, in this day and age seem to be very carefree in some regards and we don't actually realize that trust needs to be earned. So if in that space she actually didn't feel maybe safe enough yet to soften and relax and receive, maybe she might have by the end of it, maybe not. But I find for some people if the trust isn't there, if that space isn't being felt by them, if they're not feeling held 
in that moment. And that's no disrespect to any of the facilitators. It just might be that woman or where she's at. Mm. Even if you're holding, holding amazing space, it just might have been her personal journey in that moment. Yeah, but I, absolutely I can was. see where she's coming mm, from, definitely. I suppose, in that regard. Yeah, I get it. And just the other part of me just sees how we've, we use that in a way to separate rather than connect. And yeah. I, I understand every perspective in it. It was just a, a really interesting little moment to be aware of. But you said something so important. You said that, you know, she got up and she finally um, said something about, you know, I'm claiming my power back. But oh. in in our minds, and that's connecting to what you said, it, it, that it's actually our sexuality completely disconnected to something that we share. It's completely yeah. personal and we even don't share it with ourselves. We even don't share mm. it with our partners. So it becomes this, as you said, an animalistic thing comes out. Mm. Oh my God, I'm horny. Let's do something and even practice, you know, two breaths of tantra and then you disconnect <laughs> again. You know, I'm there. I'm in the yeah. mood. And that's where the heart needs to be more and more the entry point because mm. then we're moving mm. that energy into a totally different dimension. Agreed. And I, I find. The challenge here, and when I work with women or men or couples, and even in my own journey, this often comes down to once we have done a good portion of the healing, it then comes down to time. We don't often create enough space and time for that process to get to that point. Because let's say as an example, you're just having a quickie or it's like, oh, the kids are asleep. We've got a bit of time Mm -hmm. now or whatever your scenario is. You don't actually necessarily schedule lovemaking or sacred sessions, as I call them, and create that time and space where you can actually soften, relax, let go and have extended foreplay which to me actually should start the beginning of the day when perhaps you're all over and just make eye contact. Foreplay can be very, very different to our perception of it. It can be simple gestures of love and service and giving and exchange. It doesn't have to be sexual, but all of it is warming us up, warming us up to when we get to that point, we're hungry to connect. We want deeply to merge with our beloved. And that's when the heart is also more open. Because in day-to-day action, our hearts are often closed. Think of how easy it is to get frustrated or angry at someone or lose your patience in traffic or in business negotiations. All these things close our heart. And for a woman, if that's closed, there's no way the yoni space we call it in Tantra, that sacred female Mm. section, is going to want to be open to receive either. Yeah. It's one of the biggest things with almost every woman and every man that I work with as well is the connection between yoni and lingam and heart. Um, and for so few mm-hmm. people, until they consciously work on that, it's almost like they're speaking two different languages. So we're, yeah. so, yeah. so we're continually unfulfilled because we're coming from one place or the other. And often there's confusion that I don't know if I want to be held and I want that intimacy or I want the sex or I want both. And how do I ask for it? And I think a lot of women end up having sex as a means of getting more sensuality and more intimacy when that's not necessarily the path that they would like to follow. Mm. Mm. That's kind of almost created in, uh, in youth, when it, whether it's the, in your teenage years or in your early 20s or perhaps whenever you have your first sexual encounters. But that often and more and more in this day and age when we see you know younger people, they think if they give of their bodies that they're going to get love yeah. from a woman's perspective this is. As we know, this isn't news to us. No. But what we don't forget is that sometimes that mentality, the psychology of it stays with us into our 30s, 40s, 50s, beyond. So that's kind of part of a reprogramming. We also mm. have to detach from our old stories and our old beliefs and actually be able to see our patterns, you know, to be aware that, hang on a minute, I'm just having sex to please or I'm having sex because I want love. I'm having sex because it's the only time I I get them to actually be with me and be present, kind of present, if not looking at their phone, you know, things like that. And that's why I say creating that time and space and, and making time literally for sacred sessions is so important in a relationship. And if you're not in a relationship, to just make time for yourself to start learning and exploring yourself, whether that's sexually or emotionally or spiritually, whatever it is. This time factor, I feel, is really huge in this in this day and age, the kind of lifestyle we live where it's go, go, go all the time to be productive and, and reach those goals or whatever it is. We've lost that disconnection that you're talking about. We've lost that connection with each other. We're so disconnected from ourselves, from yeah. our truth, from who we really are, from why we actually aren't islands, why we love human companionship. Mm. 
we do. We, we crave for it. We crave. And especially I've noticed, and I've learned this more and more from the tantric path, that we all, and especially women here, want to be seen and heard and held and cherished. And men, while they also want to be seen and, and heard and held in their own way, they also, when they step into that sacred masculine space, want to be strong enough, I use that word in inverted commas, strong enough like emotionally as well to hold that sacred space for the woman to blossom and completely unfurl and completely open to him. Yeah. And uh, that's when all that love from her can can then help penetrate his heart and open him there because that's part of a woman's role too. Yeah. We're here to open up those men's hearts. <laughs> and if more men realize, Open those men's hearts. But that's one <laughs> yeah. of the keys because when a man can hold that space without ego, without insecurity, um, that's where a woman... Without expectation. Yeah, that's where a woman will share all that she is. And mm-hmm. often that's so much more than so many men realize. Because yeah, or they're prepared to yeah, handle. That's and that's the thing. And I think I've always said that 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 sexually powerful and sexually free woman is most men's greatest fantasy because there's nothing that she will not do. But the fear is that he doesn't know how to keep up with that and how to hold that space um, because that fire that's released can be overwhelming if a man doesn't know how. To be with it. All of it is so overwhelming. A, mm. a way of a woman, I, I didn't know, I, and other women I speak to, they don't know what is their sensual or sexual full expression. No. They have no idea. All they know is that they kind of either need to be a good girl and try to keep it, you know, beautiful, mm. horizontal. I don't know exactly what goes through our minds, <laughs> through our unfertile minds. And the other option is to go wild as a porn star that has no connection to her real sexuality, is trying to imitate, um, I don't know, some kind of a... An actress. Yes, yeah. an actress. And there is, every time I make love, every time I'm connecting to that part that I was given access to through people that introduced me to that world, um, as John T., first of all, I get to that place that I'm actually shit-scared. I'm so fucking petrified. What is this? How am I going to communicate this to my husband? How am I going to, you know, how am I going to explain even? It doesn't look good. It, it's also more so internal. How am I expressing it? It's a whole new world of consciousness. Mm. And that's beautiful. And that's wonderful that you're aware of it, though. Yeah. That is. And the fact that you also said it's internal, because women are. We're the receptacle, we're the darkness, we're the water. Men are external. Mm. It's a very different. That's why you said also, Jonty, before, that two different languages. Mm. We are. We're yin and yang. We're masculine and feminine. We call it Shakti and Shiva in Tantra, as I'm, as I'm sure you're aware. So it's about those two coming together in a dance as opposed to, to kind of butting heads. And, and like you said, Tamara, it's about us talking like when you get scared like that you have to communicate and as we know communication is like the big c word in relationships and communication about how you feel expressing that for a place of loving kindness and compassion and non-judgment that to me is all part of the tantric path as well that is about having a sacred sexual relationship because if you cannot communicate and express yourself lovingly Mm. without being overpowering without being rude without being dismissive without being judgmental all those things you're not going to be able to meet your partner in any capacity really and you're not going to actually feel fulfilled because you're not going to feel seen and held and heard and cherished for who you really are and the person that you're becoming more and more as you learn to know yourself better all the time Mm. yeah because it is this continuous journey and um definitely there's a point in that i always say in a healing path where where it becomes more about growth not that we don't stop having issues because we do that's kind of our nature in a way and um our mind is this most incredible minefield at times but there's a point at which it starts to become more about expansion, more about possibility. Less about definitions. And that's when we see the importance of that time, of conscious time, of creating a sacred space, of being together in the rituals of love, the rituals of pleasure, the heart rituals. And that's where it's much more about growth, where where we start to see what can be that we're moving away from the patterns, away from the conditioning, away from the beliefs, into the freedom and into the the higher levels of expression of who we are. Yeah, I love that. 
I love that. And to me, that's like moving from the primal animal nature into heart mm. and, and emotions and then to consciousness. And when I think of when I've spoken, especially to women in this regards, that's when I talk about the yoni heart mind connection mm. and that inner, as you mentioned, Tamar, that internal mm. circuitry that we have and men have it too with the lingam heart mind. Mm. So they're not dissimilar in, in every way. There's a, kind of a, a harmony there, like salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to to learn that sometimes we we forget we get stuck in just the sex side of things or stuck in just the genitals or stuck in just the emotions we we sometimes struggle to to keep moving up and to keep rising up knowing it's a cycle so there will be times when we slip back down or there'll be times where we just want to perhaps be in the animal mode not everyone yes. some people just gravitate and want to stay in the mind and they let go of the sex nature they let go of the emotion they and they rise above the majority of people around the world the masses as we say actually just want to stay in the animal there's a there's a kind of a small niche group in the work that we do where they want to combine all and that is tantra where mm. you express and you accept and you welcome every facet the light and the dark the the summer and the winter yeah and they all make up who we are and for a lot of us the power that we have is actually often more in the dark in acknowledging that, that the light is often, especially for people who have done some growth work, been on some kind of a spiritual path, that light is often the easier place to be. But going into the depths of who we are and acknowledging and owning that and, and bringing that mm. is often where so much of our power really lies. Mm, I hear you there. I sometimes think if, if you're choosing just to live in the light, as we say with inverted commas, it's not even pure light. Yeah. Because even the light, let's, you know, is made up of every single color. So in order for you to actually live in, in light and come from that place of authentic love and truth and beauty and to serve the world, you have to embrace all those parts, which means you've accepted and faced and conquered. It's kind of like, have you heard of the hero's journey? Yep. Absolutely. By, by Joseph, Joseph Campbell. Campbell. Well, we've also got the heroine's journey, which mm. which goes within. And the heroine's journey is kind of like facing your dark side. We call it like the dark goddess or the dark grandmother mm. or the mm. ego. So we don't kill it off. We need it there. It has to learn, however, to become subservient. It has to learn to become controlled by the heart and the mind. Hence, that animal nature is underneath our heart and mind. And when we can learn to work with it and it be our master, that's when I feel we've learned to live in, in both kind of realms. Mm. Like a shaman has both feet, one you know in this world and one in a different dimension. Mm. That's, I think, more of our ultimate goal. Unless, of course, you want to become fully enlightened and, and transpire and leave the human body. But, but yeah, you're not going to have much sex, though. Yeah, yeah. Got an, uh, an interesting message here from one of our listeners. It says he agrees completely with everything we are saying. The day-to-day -day distraction of what happens in a person's life creates so much closure and blockage to being open to your partner and being intimate. And not necessarily full sex, but that general love, connection, kissing, and companionship. I miss that a lot, and even to be strong to help my partner overcome this when I'm with someone is difficult. It's a process and takes time to get there, but the disconnect is real, and once you get to the common ground and understand each other, understand each other's idiosyncrasies, it's easier, and the intimacy and sex comes easier. Thank you, Steve. Steve has the hots for you, Tamar, in a very big, big way. Thanks, Steve. And I think, <laughs> and I think to Steve, you need, Steve, you need to look at some pictures of Elise. Yeah, you, and, you'll uh, definitely shift over. Definitely. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I, I looked at your Tamar, photos. you're one gorgeous woman. Thank you, but you're half of me, so, you know, like in the yeah. size. No, definitely go to yeah. see Steve. I, I recommend. But, but, you know, there's something interesting here that I've seen because in my office this week, I spent some time with people in the most intense relationship pain and I see that a lot but this week has touched me enormously and I see the emotional and the spiritual cost of that relationship pain mm. and part of that is because we don't learn about the sacred space we don't learn about creating a space coming into it with love and when we do that we're able to have relationships in such a different way and not only the, the financial cost of, of relationships and marriages ending, but the, the cost to our souls, to our bodies. Um, mm. And so much of, of this work and this journey 
is teaching people to do that differently. And in that space, we're able to see our relationships and see ourselves and see love so differently that we can actually create very different lives for ourselves. You know, Elise, I have a, I have a feeling as Jonti is speaking and you're, you're also talking so beautifully to us. Um, I'm a person who usually <laughs> I call myself the end user. So I got to the journey because I realized my sexuality is kind of burning me. So I was very, I was healthy, not, 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 uh, obvious trauma. Everything was good, but I realized my sexuality is not balanced in this world, in this time and age. And we are, what, what I'm, what I'm saying as the end user is that I'm a person that usually realizes what's wrong, not because I preconceive the idea, but actually I feel it on my body and then I can say, wow, is this what a lot of people are going through? That's kind of shit that we're spending so many years getting stuck with those feelings and emotions. And what I'm actually asking you is that do you see a lot of people in your practice that actually use pain, suffering and struggle to actually change their lives or are they as a natural maybe nature as a natural reaction they try to preserve it because they think it's justified if you know what i'm kind of trying to say i hear you Mm -hmm. i I feel people because it's i mean it's big everyone's kind of got their individual journey as such but to kind of do a broad sweep i find people sit all along that spectrum Mm. there are those who use pain pain from let's say a relationship that's ended and they now know how they want to do things differently to make change within themselves and then others who almost kind of keep going back as if they're beating themselves up over it in some regard Mm. and I find at the end of the day, everyone has their own threshold and they all reach a point where they go, something has to give, Mm. something has to change. And that something usually is them. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't two people involved and we both know, therefore, two to tango. Both people could probably make some changes. But first and foremost, we have to make those changes within ourselves because we're the ones we have to live with for the rest of our life no matter what. Mm, We wake up with ourselves, we go to sleep with ourselves, (laughs) whether you're in that marriage, that relationship, however it is. So... If you're finding there is discomfort or dis-ease in your body and you're feeling it emotionally, mentally, spiritually, sexually, physically, your body is talking to you. Like it's literally talking to you, especially if it gets to a physical point. Your body is screaming at you to go, wake up. It's time to listen to me. Something is not right, you know, and, and this happens to people in all different ways. Sometimes it is an actual illness or sometimes the emotion is so heavy. They are, they're literally heartbroken and they can feel it. It's palpable. Their heart is aching because they feel so disconnected sexually. Yes, but that's really a connection to the heart too. Mm -hmm. So while there might be a sexual disconnect, they know that they're not feeling nourished in their heart, that they're not being loved for how they really want to be loved, which means they're not being made love to how they really want to be made love to. So it's all very much, you know, woven together like a fabric, I feel. But if you are able to, I like to look at life maybe like a painting or like a movie. If you're able to step back and get some perspective and almost be the witness of your life and what's going on in your relationship or how you're feeling or your sex life or your romantic life or whatever it is, get some perspective, being able to witness what's going on. Like I mentioned before, notice your own patterns. Like when she doesn't do this or when he does that, what's my reaction? How can I respond lovingly? And still communicate my truth and let them know that's not okay instead of reacting and throwing my shoe. Little things like that. How can I step up and be different? How can I be that person that also I want to be but also that I know they need? Now, that might work. They might start coming to the party and seeing you and meet you there. You might be able to work together on this and actually do the big work. Or you realize I'm putting my heart and soul into this. I'm really making little changes in myself to be this person but they're not meeting me there. And therefore, you can cannot, you can't then continue because you know they're not going to take the journey with you. Yeah. And that can be heartbreaking because you know, I can't dim my light anymore. I can't be someone I'm not. I, I have to physically separate because it's either you're going to stay in that relationship, but it's going to kill you <laughs> gently inside, and you're not going to be happy and satisfied, even though perhaps you might be financially secure or whatever it is, mm. or you know you have to leave and and make that tough decision just to honour your truth. So I'm not sure that quite answers your question, Tamar, but mm, it does, I definitely feel that people can, can fit anywhere along that spectrum and it, it really comes down to what they're willing to do. Yeah. Like like anything, how bad do you want it? Yeah, and how important you become to yourself. Most um, definitely. Yeah. And not in a selfish way, in, no. in a service way, because if you're someone who sees that 
in this lifetime, you're here to shine your light for yourself, yes, but also for your children, for your loved ones, for how you meet the world, for what you're really meant to do here on the highest level to make your life really count, then you know you have to be your biggest, brightest version of self. You cannot therefore be in a relationship that isn't growing as you grow, that's stagnating, that's actually suppressing your truth, or you actually can no longer be this way with yourself, choosing these unconscious partners perhaps, or having promiscuous sex that isn't nourishing you, that you realize, hang on a minute, I'm just letting my body be used. You start to realize, I've got to work out what this trauma is and why I'm holding it. Whatever it is, things will come up, doors will open once you start exploring and doing that work within. Yeah. That's where it starts. And I think that's a fear for a lot of people who embark on a healing journey is the level of change it's going to bring into their lives. And we have to be willing for that change. We have to be accepting of it. Um, and that creates turmoil. But at the end of it, um, this incredible possibility emerging of the beauty and the power of us coming more into the world and seeing how much more we have to share when we acknowledge that and own that within ourselves. Definitely. And also that, that fear is unfounded because it's only a fear of the unknown as such. Mm. It's like we don't even know how amazing life can be because you've never tasted or seen it. Yeah. Just like you mentioned, Tamar, most women don't even know the full capacity of their sexual being or even their heart capacity, and that definitely goes for men too. Mm. So if you've never seen it, you've never experienced it, you've never tasted it, you know, you're, you're putting this roadblock up before you even get to put your toe in the water. To me, yeah. I just think of like imagine if you've never eaten organic raw vegan chocolate which for the record, one of the best chocolates I've ever had is actually made in South Africa. Um, it's my favorite kind of thing. Maybe for which someone one? else, it's like cherries. I have to think of, oh, you you're, you're going okay, to spot here. I can't think of the brand. <laughs> I literally have the photo on my phone. I okay. thought it was that amazing. I've been trying to find it. Awesome. But We know what to bring you when we come to Australia. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. But you know, just that thing, that absolute delicious thing you love imagine if you've never tried it before mm, and mm. you're like you're afraid of trying something new you're so used to eating this and then all of a sudden someone goes no try this it's amazing and it blows your mind once you do so if we just let go of that fear and just flow with it and be more open and receptive and know yes the reality is on a conscious path it's going to hurt pain and growth kind of sometimes are a little bit together. synonymous yeah. at least are you but to of, get yes yeah, sorry continue rewarding no, no, I'm just going to say, when you get through that, when you break that point, that's when the reward comes. Yeah. It's the most amazing thing. And you don't want to go back. Once your eyes open, you can't close yeah. them again. There's a wonderful saying that um, once a soul has been expanded, it can never return to its contracted state. Exactly. There's a very exactly. common says, once you go yeah. black, you can never go back. But that's like just taking that <laughs> sentence. Sorry. Same thing, just, <laughs> No, I'm just, I have to take yeah. Jonty's beautiful stuff and just smear it with a bit of goo, you know, just have to do it. But you can't unknow it. You can't unknow it. No, and I, I wrote this week that um, the healing journey is a magical mystery tour, kind of taking from a really cool Beatles song. Because we start, we start a journey somewhere with a certain idea, and often that comes from a place of simply fixing a pain. Yeah. And then we get to a point of understanding and seeing how much more there is, and understanding that we actually have no idea of where we're going to land up. And that's just so beautiful because it creates the space of constant discovery and curiosity and exploration. And when we see sex in that way and when we see relationships in that way and we let go of so much of the story that we've had, it becomes this flower that just opens and it opens and it opens. The truth. And more and more. And there's so much more. Yeah, we um, just put this plastic cover and we say that's it. Yeah, of how we think things should be, mm. instead of what could be, and that's mm. where we get stuck in in the what we think it should be. And as soon as we can mm. let go of that, that's when we get into what could, and that's the that's the power. Elise, are you that. are you kind of imp are you kind of saying that women can have more pleasure than men? Because I'm kind of hearing it between the lines. You're like, no, men men can have that, but women, oh, women. So what are you I saying find, there? Yeah, I I find women are just more suppressed, and that is something that we've carried as a collective okay. feminine consciousness Definitely. throughout the ages because there's been 
just like you said, there's that good girl stigma, which goes back to Victorian times. Mm. You know, it's been with us for hundreds of years. And then, then there was kind of like, you know, the homemaker woman when you think of even the 50s. And then, of course, we had a bit of sexual liberation maybe in the 60s and the 70s. And it was so overt that it only kind of – it didn't touch everyone because some people thought that was too far out there. Yeah. And now we've got to the point where the pendulum swung so far the other way that sex is like, you know, everywhere you look, on billboards. And, and I know – Without being disrespectful, I know South Africa, there's a bit more, con, you know, a conservative nature than yeah. perhaps, let's say, the We're US. We're dealing with it quite a lot still, in our shows. it's still subtly there. You mm. still understand that it's it's definitely pervasive throughout the Western world regardless. Mm. And we're bombarded by this all the time. And now, even as you touched on, you know, Tamara, about pornography and and I said, you know, they're, they're actresses really, you know, porn yeah. women choosing to be in that line of work is a different, different story altogether. But essentially they're acting that is not love they're void of heart but you see a woman on an advert and she's selling you know a, a, a drink but no, she's actually selling sex yeah <laughs> you know so i find we've swung so far to one way that you know to, to liberate ourselves and become independent women and to become girl bosses and all this kind of thing that we now gently have to come back to harmony and in doing that that's when we need to actually learn to unfurl and soften and feel into our full orgasmic state now while women you know can be seen as multi-orgasmic men can be too it's a slightly yeah. different journey helping each other is a great way to do it but i guess i speak more passionately about women a because i'm having a female experience as a woman and because i see much more sexually suppressed women than i do men yeah we've done that that's in, probably in, why in the world and uh, my i've kind of come to to see that what we've done in the western world is the suppression of a female sexuality when you want to control women, you suppress sexuality and that suppresses creativity, that suppresses woman. fertility, that mm. suppresses that fire. Mm. Um, mm. And you do it through through shaming sex, through making sex painful, making sex guilty more than well, anything else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and definitely, and, and the expectation of of what a woman has to be, but we've created this incredible paradox that we want the sexually free woman, but the shame that comes when a woman expresses that. Mm. So I can go and have this amazing amount of sex, and I'm a stud and a hero, but you do that, and you're a slut. Mm. So, Which is peculiar, and I, I never warmed to that word. I found it actually is more likely to be actually used for men when you think of normally how yeah. the game goes. But we're not yeah. here to point fingers. I think we can yeah. find beauty and love in both of us. We're but here to insert that, you know, Yeah, but yeah. when woman's sexuality is being suppressed, I think when we peel that back, yeah. what's really being suppressed is woman's power, oh, yeah. and that power is actually her love. It's her mm. light. Because that is the most powerful force on earth. And if woman is able to express herself sexually and then to be able to express that creatively, that's when that love is going to really shine. And that's when that light's going to come through. And everything that actually doesn't serve us, like things like pornography and let's say things we see on Instagram and the shopping addictions and the food, all these things that we've grappled to to try and create the perfect you know, version of us the unattainable version of us, and I can say that from having been a model since the age of seven, I know that world, all of that will slip away because we realize it's not our truth. That isn't love. That's not what I choose. And if everyone in the world woke up and didn't realize she needed that cream and that plastic surgery, Botox, whatever, this yeah. and that, and she actually started to embrace her truth, yes, physically and whatever body she is, but also emotionally and sexually and mentally, all of the above, men would be so captivated by that truth, the whole world would change. There is so much power within women that if tapped into and awakened by the guidance of themselves, their own inner voice, and the support of the men around them, we would change the world. Mm. No question. We as in collective. I say that as a collective consciousness sure, of yeah. humanity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's fascinating how linked we've become in that dance, that when a woman frees herself more from that, she opens the door for a man to free himself more. When a man frees himself more, he opens the space for her. And that beautiful interplay of energies. And in a relationship, someone has to take the step for that. Mm. Mm. 
Definitely. And I love that. And I, I visualize like in, in Tantra how we have the position yab yum. Yeah. And it doesn't have yeah. to be making love. You can be fully clothed, but you know, the man's sitting down cross legged and he lifts the lady from her bottom onto his lap and she puts her legs around him and her arms around him. I also like to call this position clip on koala. That's what I call it. <laughs> <You're> Australian. <laughs> yes, the Australian Tantra. When you're yeah. in this position, it is a complete merging because the genitals can just be touching through clothing, or obviously you can be literally connected with the man inside the woman. The hearts merge because they're touching. You can even have the lips, which is a double charge, and then the forehead is in the third eye, consciousness. Mm. And this complete merging, this complete connection can t- just change, change the, the whole feeling you have, the moment, the experience, the actual intimacy to weave together to expand consciousness. Mm. When you understand that what you're doing isn't about having sex or an orgasm or just getting off, that there's actually more to it than this, that we can create an entire experience from this and change how we see each other, actually create intimacy, because that's what we're doing. We're creating this, yeah. meaning the time and space, of course. But I, you know, I see that on one side. And then the other side, as an example, you know, you think of like sex with the woman turned around and the man taking her from behind. Now, that's, you know, totally fine. But just as an example of the energy exchange, the hearts aren't even meeting. There's no eye contact. There's no consciousness there. It's It might be beautiful and pleasurable and totally go for your life. But if you only made love or had sex like that, you wouldn't get the same experience as if you brought in eye contact, if you brought in just silence and stillness without actually moving, if you brought in heart-to-heart connection and, and mouth-to-mouth connection. So I find when we look at the world and how people are, most of humanity is living from um, no heart, no eyes, taking the woman from behind, whereas yeah. we actually want a complete merging, a harmony, a unity, the strength of masculine and feminine within each of us as individuals and in the relationship. When that can fully merge, then we're going to experience what intimacy is. Then we're going to experience what love and the capacity of what we can create in a unity yeah. can really be like. And, and that's life-changing. That's relationship-changing. Mm. And that's about being rather than doing. And a lot of people yes. – do sex where orgasm becomes the goal and the being is actually just being in the still, being in the quiet, being in the connection where there's not a lot that you have to do in that space. And if you're moving, maybe you're going to move really slowly and then you're stopping and you're letting all of that energy expand and move through your body. And you're in your heart and you let that expand and it moves through your body. And it's so much about the being of love rather than the doing, doing of love. And um, I love that. Something I've Thank been... you, John T. I'm pleased you said that. It just that's to me is that's the feminine. The feminine she you know she is. She's in that being state. Masculine is doing. Yeah. That's the, yeah. kind of the patriarchal feminine movement. It's where love makes you rather than you, you make making love. love. You're allowing yeah, love. Yeah, and you beat love. You beat love. Mm. Yeah. How do you get to the masses? How do you persuade people? How do you go out there and influence not only one person at a time in your clinic or in your therapy room? How do you do that? Well, number one, you can't talk to people and expect them to actually hear you and take notice if they've got their hands over their ears. The majority of people don't want to know the truth. No. You know, if we really sat with that, who actually wants to hear the truth? Now, there's brutal truth or there's truth that can be said lovingly, as as I prefer to advocate, but still truth. Most people don't want to hear that. They would actually rather go get Botox and that brand new outfit, yep. car insurance and bag. They'd rather be with that guy just because he's hot and has money, or they'd rather be with that woman because, quite frankly, she's going to help him get that position. Whatever it is, most people don't want the truth. They don't want to know they have to work hard to have a sustainable, deeply loving relationship that's going to last the test of time, that they then get to bring children to the world that are going to feel so loved because you've cultivated this within your union. Forget about that. How do I just do the one, two, three step? Mm. So... Is that part of it? You have to understand the masses, if we talk about the majority of the population, they don't want to tune into this because it's not shiny and glamorous. They want to buy into the illusion. They want to buy, you know, the Vogue magazine or whatever it is version of reality. So we have to have that awareness when we go into the game. We we can't expect that everyone's going to want to hear this, but there are people who do want to hear. We have to meet people where they're at. And often there might be someone who's kind of working in the new age field or the healing field or they might have, you know, heard of Tantra and they think it's just orgasms and they've done a workshop and they might have had their toe dipped in the water and then they might hear about someone like, you know, yourselves or myself and they might want more. Mm. They have to at least be on a consciousness path normally to then want to come and, and do this work. 
I used to be very selective of people I worked with and I much preferred one-on-ones than doing big events and going to talks and these kind of things. Now, now I, I mean, I talk more, I write more, and I, I want the word to get out there. I'm, I'm working on publishing my first book, but I know that. Oh, it's a, it's a hard slog, darling. Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, enjoy the journey. I have been eleven <laughs> years and, and still going, and I'm enjoying it. Um, but that's just it, right? That's commitment, and that's another thing people don't like. They want it all yesterday. They want it easy. So when you are talking about someone who wants to commit their life, devote their life to being of service, to living consciously, to having a sacred relationship with themselves, their beloved, we can't reach everyone because everyone is not there yet. Neither do they want to be. So we have to be open to those who are open and ideally just shine your light as bright as you can. Be that lighthouse and ideally those who are ready will come and find you. That's how I like to look at it. And mm. and I focus on opening up those doors and inviting people in. And, you know, I did a photo shoot the other day completely separate from my Stella Muse work because I still do a bit of modeling here and there because I still love the creative element. And I was speaking to my makeup artist and I was giving my makeup artist kind of like a free session as my as my makeup and hair is getting done. Now, they are so entrenched in this world of glamour, yet yes. they were talking about their addictions. Oh, wow. And I wanted to assist them in that position. You know, shopping addiction, sex addiction, gambling addiction, whatever it is, it's running rampant in all different like walks of life. And in that moment, I wasn't, I was being, yes, a, a practitioner, a therapist, however you want to term it. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting paid for it. It was purely because that's who I am in the world. That is how I serve the world. And if there's one way I can serve, whether it's someone who's sitting, you know, on my couch in my practice, or if it's because I'm meeting someone in a cafe who just happens to look at the book I'm reading and they're like, oh, what's this? What do you do? Mm. I'm going to serve in that capacity. If it's one person at a time or it's 50,000 people who are going to tune into a TV show, whatever it is, I will just step up to the plate because I look at that as being empowering to them and if they then spread the word and speak to their mum their boyfriend their partner their company then the light is getting spread and that to me is where we start to make a difference it's, it's, almost, it's yeah. a slow gradual process but yeah. it's, this is a life commitment it i mean this for the long road yeah. Yeah, it's not every... a fad it's not it's not this this month's you know magazine or designer no, shoes definitely. it's yeah. it's lifetime i so relate to that doing what i've been doing for almost 20 years um and a lot of it has never been an easy journey because we're really outside of so much of the mainstream in this in this mm. journey of of sexuality, and every Obscene. seed and every seed that we plant <clears throat> becomes so important. That's somewhere along. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's really like you guys are for me channels and translators and <laughs> prophets and healers. It's people, you know. I I hope to to be on that side of just people that say, okay, a lot of damage has been done. You can't undo it in a day or a month or, as you say, at least in a in a one magazine or one TV show because the first place our minds or our brains rather say, our brains goes to as we are blaming as we are blaming um, something, we, we immediately blame sexuality. You know, oh, it's because that person is so sexual. John Deere show, shows outfit me. of a oh, prophet. So John Deere is a prophet. I'm sending you the photo now on Twitter, Elise. You have to take a look. John Deere is a <laughs> prophet with a halo and the whole thing. He's a proper angel. Um, so, yeah, it. it's yeah. like it's work, you know, it's it's work that, that is really to go as deep as thinking that everything is evil in this world starts with sexuality. Mm. Of course, but that comes back to full circle of controlling the people. Yeah, yeah. sure. And In the sense of, of suppressing the sexuality, which suppresses creativity and, and the truth. And that's it. It really, to me, all this comes down to is, is the suppression of truth. Because yeah. that's what keeps us away from actual beauty of life, from love and from wisdom. And if we can keep mm. everyone separate from that, people are easy to control and then those tiny like you know few who want to be in power can stay in power and have life just the way they like it this is why the work we do is is slowly slowly like melting that giant ice block you know we have to keep doing it or like the water that erodes the rock and polishes it over time i hope the work will be quicker before the real poles (laughs) are going to melt completely and we're just going to have this amazing armageddon day yeah but that's where we see the amazing connection between sexuality and the rest of life and the rest of the world that our sexuality is not in a vacuum and the transformational power of our sexuality and sexual energy is enormous in every aspect of our lives 
in in politics, Definitely. in art, in in absolutely everything that we are. Um, not just mm. this little thing in a box that we take out in very specific circumstances and contexts and we use and then we put it away again. But it becomes yeah. who we are and the expression of, of that. Well, it made us, didn't it, to some capacity, we're here because of a creative expression, which was through the act of, I'd like to think, lovemaking. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so we got a wonderful um, uh, comment on addictions about shopping and fucking men shop so they can fuck women fuck so they can shop. That's, I don't know how awesome it is. It's very sad. Um, classy. Classy, but absolutely, it's true. Let's go and have some fun and then I'll pay with my, uh, you know, genitals. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's kind At of depressing all of a this sudden. This has been really, really wonderful. I've really enjoyed sharing with you and I certainly look forward to sharing more and hopefully maybe one day we can even be on the same platform at the same time doing some stuff together. Definitely. That would be eating some superfoods, uh raw chocolate original as I remember it being called. Okay, I know the original. That's the South African yes. chocolate. Yes. yes. Yeah, they sell it at all the markets here. It's really cool. I will sample it on um my man's body. Mm. Thanks for the suggestion. I was just going to say, mm-hmm, melt it down, melt, darling. Melt, I will, in my mouth first. Yeah. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. Okay, so timophilia. Yep, go for it. Is being aroused by gold and wealth. Oh, God. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and you just said it, shopping and fucking. That's, there that's right. Go. Yeah, there you go. So we've been talking about it. Obviously, the symbolism yeah. and the energy was there. We understand, but we just weren't wise enough to know that word. Absolutely. Where do people find out more about what you do? What's your website? My website is stellamuse.com, and that's Stella with an A. I've got free videos up there. There's a free ebook as well. There's lots of juicy content, lots of how-tos and step-by-step instructions and some really deep articles and podcasts if it calls. And you're welcome to email me, Elise, at stellamuse.com if you have any questions or if I can serve your journey. Wonderful. Thank you. Lots of cool stuff on www.eroslife.co.za and lots of new videos up on our uh, YouTube channel, Eros Life SA, um, and a whole series of practical uh, steps connecting with your sensuality from a workshop that we did a few weeks ago, and all of that is live there. Coming up on Tuesday night is a talk on exploring your sexuality. What does that mean? How do you go beyond judgment? How do you communicate? Looking at fantasies. How do you bring up certain discussions with your partner? Exploring kink, exploring different fetishes that you would like to go into. Um, So join us. That information is on eroslife.co.za. Elise, thank you again. It's been really wonderful sharing with you. Oh, John T. and Tamara, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. And uh, I'm sure that we'll have lots more to talk about. So we wish you all so much pleasure. Oh, and to you. And may it all be wrapped in love. Thank you. This is cliffcentral.com.